Ahoy hoy, everybody. Welcome to episode 151 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Today we're joined by a chance. What to do? Rick. Rick. And special guest, Zabe. Biraga. <laughs> All right. So, Zabe, it's your first time on the show. We ask this to everybody. What is your favorite game of all time? No of pressure, all, but we are judging you. Of all time. Uh, I would have to say there's so many. But thinking back one. on it, I, I mean, probably Mario Kart 64. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, from the time it came out till probably... When the Nintendo 64 died, it was constant playing it with my roommate. So um, I think we got the most, I've had the most enjoyment out of that game um, by far. But who's your uh, main character? For I'm always right. Toad. Toad? Nice. <laughs> my real life name is Todd. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. That makes sense. Well, Good pick. I, I wouldn't put that on my uh, my list of like top 10 games or anything because I'm not a big racing game fan, but I, I respect the decision. Yep, much respect. All right. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your gaming knowledge as we discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows, and I guess our favorite court cases. <laughs> um, I would have to say Brown versus Board of Education, you know? Learn about that in school really inspired me. Uh, I guess uh, I'll stay somewhat recent. Uh, I guess I like the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp case. That was a lot of fun to watch. That was That was maybe a... That was interesting. I guess I'm going to go Roe v. Wade, but overturned, but still. It's neat when it happened. Right? Yeah. Yes. Cool. I don't know about my favorite, but I'd say the most infamous in my mind would be obviously the O.J. Simpson trial. I remember watching that shit in school. Yeah. I really wish I wasn't in elementary school, because then I would have missed a lot more important stuff. It was before my time, so... (laughs) but it's been parodied in in so many things so i I felt like i was there (laughs) if you guys are wondering where zach is so um i told him not to do this but he he said it's been a lifelong wish of his to do this and he is currently touring across the united states from diner to diner trying peanut butter sandwiches just it's two slices of bread with peanut butter no jelly no nothing else I don't know why he, he just wanted to do this. So, you know, he took a sabbatical from work and now he's just traveling across the country doing this. See, he told me something different. He told me he was following Shania Twain. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Cause he does have a peanut allergy and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he felt like he couldn't be honest with me then. Well, in a couple weeks when he gets back, we're, we'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where Zach is. You know, he'll, he'll be back on the next podcast. Uh, this week, we'll actually be talking about 
court case is pretty topical because we'll be talking about Microsoft versus FTC for a little bit. But our main topic of show will be Game of the Year Watch 2023. But first, what have you been playing? Zabe, since you're the guest, we'll start with you. Uh, I completed the campaign on Diablo 4. Um, nice. It was, How was that? I liked it. Um, I think we ch- chatted about a little bit on Discord, but it was, I think, about a 6 out of 10 overall. I'm looking forward to the new season. I'm going to try a different um, class, probably Necro. Played it a little bit, but then I, when I found out you have to beat the campaign, or after you beat the campaign, if you create a character after that, then you can skip it with that character. So, Oh, yeah, that's that's a good quality of life benefit yeah. there. How would you say that campaign rates to other... Or you, you played the other Diablos, I'm assuming, right? I played three. I don't even remember if I completed that one. That was such a long time ago. Um, but I, I, I think there was so much... Um, controversy when three came out because it had the real life auction house Mm -hmm. where you could sell stuff for real money and all that so after a while that just got i just got sick of that because it was so annoying so i did like the class you could play a monk class in that i did like doing that um that's probably why i went with druid in this one because it's close range running and that's kind of how i play all my games is running and see what happens so um but yeah Really, only play. I think I played a little bit of two on PC back in the day, but not very much. So, how would you say the campaign compares to those? Is it better, worse, pretty much the same? I think it was just a whole different level. I mean, the graphics and everything were were better. I think the storyline was more put together. You could follow it a lot easier. I just remember in three, it kind of jumped around a lot, and I didn't know what was going on. So, but this one, it went pretty well and. Had some twists, but overall it was it was good. The best. Nice. Uh what else on here? It says uh Destiny two, I always play I mean you gotta I always play Destiny two every week, so just to get my gear to try to level up and stuff like that. And then You're repping the fire team chat shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) (laughs) um and then I've really been playing which I just found out was it last week or the week before? If you renew, if you auto renew your ultimate game pass, it's like 2,000 less reward points. So I've been trying to build up my reward points. So I've been playing Jewel, Microsoft Jewel 2 on the Xbox app. It gives you 30 points a day. You just have to play one level. So you play like five minutes and you get 30 points. So, hmm. and, and then, um, you have to play one PC game and one X one game pass game and you get points for that. And then, so like I spent like 15, 20 minutes doing that. And then if you <laughs> search 20 things on the Bing app, you get five points per search. So <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just getting free game pass essentially, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I, um, I have put in the I'm homework. <laughs> I'm up to yeah. 14,000 points and it's 10,000 for one. So 10,200 right. for one, one month. So, yeah, I, th- I just don't have like the, I guess if I set an alarm or anything, but I will forget for like months at a time <laughs> to like even open that app. And 
I remember I did it one time because I had like points built up because you also get points for like buying right. stuff. And I got like a $10 gift card, but then like it expired before <laughs> I like, used it or whatever. So yeah. well, what can you do? Right. I guess if you're on top of it and you're kind of organized, it's clear. I just set, my re- type of people. set a reminder on my phone every night at 10 o'clock and I just knock it out real quick. Nice. Uh, Chance, what have you been playing? Um, just the normal things, nothing new right now. I'm still playing Jedi Survivor. I get on every once in a while. So right now, the games I've been playing, I just kind of jump on for 30 minutes to an hour at a time and just uh, play. So I haven't been playing anything like super long. I, I, I want to complete Jedi Survivor before I continue playing uh, Final Fantasy, but I do feel like I've, I've got a little bit of a chunk in Final Fantasy since it's come out. But I really want to finish Jedi Survivor before I jump into another game. Um, so I'm I'm playing Jedi Survivor right now. Not so much Final Fantasy. Um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Violet. Um, uh, Casey and I have traded some Pokemon uh, a couple weeks you ago. Ready for the DLC coming out? Yeah, I already have the DLC. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we Nintendo. talked about this, right? Huh? Did you seriously have the DLC? What? Well, I already pre-ordered it. Like you can. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you meant like, like, you had access to it now. I'm like, well, you want to? <laughs> I have something? connections. I know people. Um, My uncle works at Nintendo. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I can't wait for that to come out. Um, and then hopefully, you know, can beat that soon as well. Um, I also have been playing Diablo Four, um, not nearly as much as Zabe or um, Michael. Um, they've already beaten the game. I think Michael's like almost level one hundred. Um, what's the max? One hundred. Uh, I think, but it, like towards the end, it's like you need like twenty something million experience to like level in like the ni- level nineties or oh, something. So I don't like know. It's, exponentially it's goes up. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm nowhere near that. I think I'm like almost level thirty or something. But uh, I just jump on and play sometimes. Um, and then of course I play the normal stuff. You know the stuff that's kind of you know never gets old. League of Legends, World of Warcraft, Dragonflight, new. Um, update just came out um, that added uh, like a big, like a mega dungeon, like a dungeon that kind of is the size of a raid, but it's a dungeon. Um, and it came out with a new spec for um, the Drakthir race, which is uh, their evokers. And uh, so they have a third uh, spec now, and it's called uh, the Augment spec. And it's kind of the new, it's a new type of spec that WoW's never done before, where it's like a damage support spec. Um, so they're meant to do a lot of crowd control. Um, they can deal decent damage, but I don't think they're ever going to like top the charts when people min-max and they want to do the most damage. You're probably not going to play an Augment Evoker. Um, but they also know their abilities can uh, buff their teammates, give them more percentage of like versatility and strength and intelligence. Kind of like you buff your teammates as you play. So I think they're going to be like a really good like dungeon um, Mythic Plus uh, class. Um, and you may need a couple of them in raid because they're buffs only affect like four or five teammates and in a raid you typically have 10 or 20 people so you may need like two to three of those evokers to like get a lot of those buffs so yeah i've just that just came out and so i'm trying to you know get in there and try out the spec because it seems really interesting to me next time you talk about world of warcraft i want you to add a lie in there and we'll see if one of us can pick out what the lie is because i have Uh, no fucking idea (laughs) why do i already did does it sound like I just say a bunch of stuff and then you're like, okay. It, it all sounds like, you know, French to me. <laughs> okay. They don't have a bard class in WoW, do they? 
They do not. Uh, people okay. wanted a Barkas. They got the uh, people really wanted like uh, the Brewmaster, which is like a it's a monk spec. It's a tank spec, and you just yeah, you just drink your 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 brew, and you like you tank damage, and it's pretty cool. It, people really wanted that one, but in all the other MORPGs I played, there's a bard, and it basically they sing or do a song, and it sounds like exactly what that augment thing does. So it yeah. buffs your whole party and stuff like that. So. Yeah, That's it's really cool. interesting. It uh, it depends on the MMO. Like WoW is typically a tanking DPS healer. Uh, there right. are other games where it's like tanking DPS healer support, where you know they maybe they do a little bit of both, or they buff stats and don't really heal. But I mean, the more options, the better. You know, everyone likes to have their own different play style. I like to heal and support and then there's sometimes like doing damage and if there's a class out there in a game that likes my game my style then you know it just makes it more engaging i get more into the game and i'm sure it happens to everyone um but uh but yeah um rick what have you been playing recently well it's gonna come as a big surprise but i've been playing the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom finally beat all four dungeons i now have I guess I shouldn't spoil anything, but there's a game mechanic at the very end that seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, I got a, a message on Discord from you at like, it was late at night. I'd already fallen asleep and then I woke up in the morning and I'm like, did you try this thing? Because this will help. And you're like, OK, that that did help. <laughs> yep, it did. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's definitely an interesting game. I'm kind of excited for it to be over, but I'm also kind of dragging ass for it not to be it's like, ah, I'm pretty sure I can find some shrines over here. Or let's explore the depths, even though I haven't really gone to the depths other than like things I have, like mandatory things for missions. So, yep, kind of going around it. Um, yeah, definitely hope to beat it uh, within the next week. Uh, I really want to turn my Xbox on again. There's a few things I really want to play. Um, also, I just, but I did find a way to um, be able to play more Switch, which is find a way for my wife to be able to play Sims 4. XCloud, right? Um, no, she actually has, she like had bought it. So it was just her finding out a way to get it going on her Mac. Hmm. So originally I downloaded it on my computer. I was like, here you go. And she played <laughs> on my computer for a bit. But, um, you know, it's a gaming laptop. It got a little hot for her. So, um, but eventually figured it out. And uh, yep, she's been playing that. So I've been able to kind of, okay, cool. Kids asleep. Let's just put on mindless TV and we just play video games. It's been, it's been nice. Um, That's the dream. It is the dream. Uh, also <laughs> video game adjacent uh, kind of activity. So it was a couple weeks ago. Jordan and Lincoln went to the grocery store and he saw a balloon that he liked. It had a cute little like, you know, mouse on it. So he brings it home and he's like, oh, man, like, look at this. And I was like, you know who that is? And he's like, Pikachu. So <laughs> every once in a while, he'll grab his balloon and be like, Daddy, I want Pikachu. So I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so I immediately like did the search mm -hmm. on our little like fire TV and Detective Pikachu came up. We I started watching it and I was like, oh, shit, I don't think he comes in for another like half hour. So I just fast forward until Pikachu came up and he was like, oh, yeah, awesome. And I eventually walked away and came back. He's like, no, I want Pikachu. So I put on 
like one of the movies that was on Netflix. It was basically the story of the Jungle Book, but with Pokemon. And um, he was like, oh, Pikachu. Sweet. Okay, cool. Pikachu. So I'm starting to starting on that that path with the boy. When you said, oh, snap, I thought you were making a, a pun and you got him Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 not yet. He, that boy's not allowed to touch my Switch for another like four years. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is the, the Detective Pikachu game coming out. So there Pokemon you go. go. There you go. I might like dig out my old 3DS and find something for him. Have you considered getting a fat hamster and painting it yellow? Well, we have cats and uh, spray paint's not too expensive. There you go. Oh, wow. All we need to do is electrocute them. Oh, there you go. Jeez, oh, I'm sure that'll end very happily. You have For to give him a, a big, uh, yeah. big, give him a big uh, Pikachu plushie. <laughs> Put him in the Pokemon graveyard. Have you have you played <laughs> Pokemon Go before? Yeah. Okay, because you can do the augmented reality and like take a picture of him next to Pikachu. I know my girls love that. Like, I'll bring up a different Pokemon and they'll stand there and do funny things and I'll snap a picture with them and then they always want to look at it. So, well, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> there you I'll go. Maybe you don't need to dip your cat in paint. <laughs> yeah. I was going to uh, spray the cat in paint, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, other than that, I haven't really been playing anything else, mainly just trying to get Tears of the Kingdom, which obviously is a huge game. And, yeah. Takes a while to beat it, so. Pat. I have kind of been in a, I don't know, it's just a, a weird mood that whenever I, like, turn on a game, maybe it's because it's, like, nothing had really been, like, super invested, like, in my time, because I've played, like, everything that's come out this year. We'll talk about in our topic of show, but, like, I've gone from game to game, and right now, like, the games I'm playing aren't really as interesting maybe octopath really is and then you know we'll talk about this in a second but oxenfree just came out but final fantasy just is not hitting for me the way i want it to because it feels like it's not one cohesive story it kind of jumps you know time like you know you'll be you'll be at a moment where you're like oh this is a big climactic moment and then it'll be like five years later and then it just like starts another like story like yeah, you like you never finished. Uh, I I I was just kind of understanding what was happening with that, and then all of a sudden you're five years later into like a different story. So it's kind of like I think I will finish it. I I will force myself to finish it because it's like it's been well reviewed, and I do want to kind of get that experience. But it's definitely not going to be in my like memorable games of the year uh, when I think of them at the end. Um, but it's fine. Like it's a little repetitive. Uh, I am getting like new powers now. I've just gotten a, a new power recently, so that kind of helps break up like the tedium of just repeating the same things over and over. But I've found myself just kind of as I'm going through the like the the world, they have these like little monsters and stuff that are kind of just in the open world that you can kind of run into them, fight them, you get some XP, and then you kind of just move on. I am just running past them. I'm like, I'm not dealing with you guys. This is like, I know exactly how this fight's going to go. And it'll just be like two minutes that I've done for hours at this point. So uh, I'm just kind of doing the main, main quest. I'm not doing any side quests or anything and just kind of pushing through the game. So uh, 
other than that, I've been playing Marvel Snap. The new update came out that uh, kind of adds the spotlight caches, which are supposed to get you um, every 10 caches when you're going up in collection level, you get a spotlight cache, which is one of four rewards. And if you get, if you get like uh, 40 caches, you're guaranteed to get all four rewards in there. And it's one new card, uh, one uh, random alternate art card one series four card one series five card so it kind of it helps you get new cards at a more regular pace than what was previously possible in marvel snap especially if you're higher level it feels like it's just so rare to get a new card so that's been kind of like bringing me back into snap um i had kind of fallen off of it for a little bit i didn't get the last uh premium pass and i didn't really do much i did get to infinite last season but i didn't really do much after that um, so I'm kind of dipping my toes back into that. I picked up Octopath Traveler 2 again, and that's just, it's, it's a game I had played for 40 hours and then other stuff started coming out. So I kind of put it on the back burner and I'm slowly going through it. And as I'm playing that, I'm seeing how much better written and how, how much better the story is given than Final Fantasy 16, which again, same studio, they're both Square Enix, but like just the way they tell that story is, is they complete an arc. Like it has different chapters for each character. And once you do that, it's like a, it's like a whole arc you're getting the answers and then you're moving on to like another part of it. So, um, that works a little better to me than what final fantasy is doing. And then recently Octopath or uh, not Octopath oxen free two came out. And I was all excited. I'm like, oh, it's part of Netflix. Netflix bought them. It's going to be part of your Netflix subscription. This is great. And then, yeah, if you have Netflix, it's just on Bumble. If you want to get it on PC, you got to buy it on Steam. Uh, if you want to get it on uh, PlayStation or Switch, you got to buy it. And it's only like $20. So it's not like a terrible deal or anything like that. But I already have Netflix. Netflix is kind of being a bitch with. Uh, <laughs> doing the whole password stuff that like, you know, is just being an annoyance. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to support Netflix even more than I already do, even though I want to support uh, night school and I want to support oxen for it. So I've just been playing on my phone, which is annoying because my phone has a, a selfie cutout and I can't unsee that as I'm playing. So, uh, I, I still have my old phone, which is like two years old or, I guess four years old. Um, but I feel like it could still run oxen free. So I might just like kind of dig that out, charge it and just use that as my oxen free phone. Um, but I'm really enjoying the story and the way like they're kind of bringing you back into that world and they're making connections. So if you had played the first one, you're like, Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about when you say old lady or, you know, so-and-so or whatever. So, um, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, how far have you gotten into it, Rick? If at all? Not at all, actually. Since my wife is uh, the key holder to the Netflix account, I have yet to ask her for the password or anything. So, yeah, I, I just I think it's so weird that like the game's available on PC. You you know I could just log on to Netflix on like a browser, like have Netflix connect to my Steam account or you know somehow get me access to to the game on pc it's just it's it's fucking annoying but it's a good game so i will play it on my phone play it on mobile um i just yeah, wish um, they went like with the amazon route with like what luna 
mm-hmm. where I'm able to connect my like Bluetooth, my controller to my TV and play it that way. Yeah. Um, this is running locally. It's not actually like streaming, which is weird, but hmm. you have to actually download the game to your phone. So was the first one like that or was the first one not? The first one was originally, um, it, it came out on Switch and Xbox, I believe, um, which is weird because Oxenfree 2, not on Xbox at all. They're just skipping that platform for some reason. But then eventually when Netflix did buy them, they brought it to mobile. And now Oxenfree 1 is also on the Netflix mobile thing. It's weird. You have to, you, have, you get the game on the app store and then it just has to link to your your netflix to allow you to play it but if you haven't played oxenfree before i highly recommend starting with the first one it runs well on on your mobile at least from what i've played and then uh assuming you have a a recent enough phone like mine's two years old um but then like yeah you can just go right from oxenfree one to oxenfree two and you don't really have to play one to understand two it does a pretty good job of like kind of filling you in but you will get more out of it having played one, so. And then uh, we do have some housekeeping. Rick? Yes. Happy birthday, Mom. One of our loyal listeners. I'm sure she's listening to this right now. I love you, Mom. Happy birthday. See you tomorrow. Happy birthday, Donna. <laughs> so, yeah. Just wanted to make sure we mention that because her birthday's tomorrow. But by the time this releases, I guess it'll be Monday, so... It's going to be a happy little birthday late in so. the past, but in the future, or if you're listening to this, <laughs> happy years birthday from now. in the past from the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But yeah, uh, we are streaming. If you're watching this now live on the stream, we stream every Tuesday, even though we've forgotten <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, um, but we will get back into the habit of doing that. And then we also stream the podcast every Friday. So just make sure to follow us. If you haven't already, we would really appreciate that. What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. Let's move on to not slow news. So not slow news, where we take the last, like discuss the last couple weeks of gaming news. It's not super fast, but it's not slow either. Uh, Let's start with this story, which I kind of saw and was kind of excited about. So the new Black Panther game was announced. Um, This was the rumored game that EA was working on. They've just officially announced it. It's uh, EA's new studio, which is called Cliffhanger Games, is going to be developing this. It's going to be an action-adventure game. It'll be single-player, which we kind of already got from the rumors. Uh, The studio is led by Kevin Stevens, uh, former head of Monolith Productions, uh, obviously known for the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War series. And uh, it's got veterans from both uh, from Halo, God of War, and Call of Duty. So they got kind of a a wide range of... uh, talent that have worked on different franchises there some of the uh kind of the the press talk that they announced this with is uh we're dedicated to delivering fans a definitive and authentic black panther experience giving them more agency and control over their narrative than they have ever experienced in a story driven video game that's a bold fucking claim because telltale games exist (laughs) is this going to literally be more control over the narrative than those what do you guys think yeah like um take um the outer worlds for example yeah where you can kill everyone you can end the game in 12 minutes if you really want to (laughs) yeah i think it's a pretty bold statement but we'll see if they can back it up i doubt they can i'm yeah. Pretty sure it's just a bold statement. 
Yeah, I think it's just going to be like, oh, do you want to give this line angry or do you want to give it calm? <laughs> and those will be your different choices there, if if they have choices, that is. Um, they also mention here that Wakanda is a rich superhero sandbox, and our mission is to develop an epic world for players who love Black Panther and want to explore the world of Wakanda as much as we do. So that confirms that this game will take place in Wakanda, which is interesting. I wonder how they'll they'll kind of do that. Uh, I'm assuming this is like a modern, uh, at least the, the rumors were uh, when we heard about these rumors last year, was that you are taking over uh, as a new Black Panther after the most recent Black Panther has died. And uh, to me, that kind of, it sounds like it's going to be a more modern like Black Panther. It, it's not going to be like the MCU Black Panther. It'll probably be their own original take, but like the previous game that was just announced um, by Sk Skydance New Media last September, uh, that is Black Panther and Captain America in World War II. So this will kind of differentiate itself by being modern there. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys want to explore Wakanda? Do you think that'll be a cool setting for a video game? I'm excited how they go about it, at least with the kind of Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War kind of backing of that. Um, I really wish um, Square would have taken it over uh, as well as like Guardians of the Galaxy was a great for me, a great video game ad adaptation where yeah. it paralleled the MCU, but wasn't all like copy paste MCU. Um, but I'm excited to see what they do with it. Wakanda is a pretty secure area. As far as we know, I'm excited to see what threats could be going in there. And if they're going to Wakanda, it would have to be pretty big threats. Of course, they don't have the Nemesis uh, yeah, system that BB owns that, right? That. Yeah, they yeah. copyright it. So. Zeb, um, what do you think? Well, yeah, or Chance? Ahead, no, no, go ahead, Zeb. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to do based on the last Marvel Avengers game that came out. I guess that was a game of service, though. So hopefully this being not that, it should do better. Um. I'm hoping everybody's learned their lesson from that. <laughs> right. And I think I was listening to another podcast and they're still putting together all the major roles and everything for this. So um, it's still very early. So it, hopefully 2026, I don't know if they haven't even got the, ma the main people set up yet. It's going to be three or four years. So, yeah, this is a pretty new studio. So I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. Uh, Chance, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, I mean, it's Black Panther. Um, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see what they do. Um, and I'm for it, especially if it isn't going to be like a service game. Um, but, uh, well, I mean, one superhero game I'm definitely looking forward to is the, um, Wolverine. Um, that might be a couple years out. We'll see. I mean, Insomniac we'll are workhorses, yeah. so... Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, um, I'm excited for it. I mean, I like Black Panther, and uh, you know, I'm just, I mean, I'm just excited to see what they do. Yeah, and uh, Zabe mentions this might be kind of a ways out, but we do have a lot of other Marvel games to look forward to. Obviously, Spider-Man 2 this year, Wolverine has been announced. You assume that's coming in the next year or two. Um, and then, yeah, we have that Skydance New Media Captain America slash uh, Black Panther game. 
And then this is actually EA's second Marvel game that they're working on because previously they've announced that EA Motive is doing an Iron Man game. So uh, I wonder if there's going to be any crossover between this and the the Iron Man game. I, I would be all for that if they can have... Like, I don't want them to cross over with every Marvel game. But let's just say the EA Marvel games have their own kind of universe and then the Insomniac ones kind of have their own universe or something like that. I feel like that could work within a publisher as opposed to now you're trying to intermix all of the, the different publishers and developers. And I think that gets a little messy. Is, it, is that Iron Man game, the VR one? Or no, is that, that, this is uh this is going to be a console, like third person uh, game. Oh. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. Exciting stuff coming up with uh Marvel games in the next couple of years. So, all right, let's let's move up to uh, the topic that it seems like we've been talking about every podcast for the last Forever. 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of an update on the Microsoft versus FTC trial. Uh, there was the trial for the preliminary injunction. Uh, Judge Corley actually gave her uh, decision on July 11th. So she denied the FTC's request for the preliminary injunction. Uh, This is kind of basically what she said here. So Microsoft has committed in writing in public and in court to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox in an agreement made with Nintendo to bring it. It made an agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to switch and it entered several agreements to, for the first time, bring Activision's content to several cloud gaming services. This court's responsibility in this case is narrow. It is to decide if, notwithstanding these current circumstances, the merger should be halted, perhaps even terminated, pending resolution of the FTC's administrative action. For the reasons explained, the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its own claim, or on its claim this particular on its claim this particular vertical merger in specific industry may substantially lessen competition. To the contrary, the record evidence points to more consumers' access to Call of Duty and other Activision content. The motion for a preliminary injunction is therefore denied. So, we were talking about this last podcast. The FTC's case was weak. They're trying to say the Switch is not a competitor. They're trying to say, you know, Sony is going to be hurt, which means competition is lessened, but... Their job is not to protect Sony. Their job is to look after the consumers. And, you know, this decision or this merger is, a f- you know, going to be good for consumers in the long run, at least not hurt consumers substantially in, in the years to come. So uh, I think she made the right decision here. What do you guys think? This has been, I mean, I've been following it. It's been crazy. I honestly think that they're just doing this to get the stock price to go like this and then like this and like this, because I mean, it had like a $12 swing at one point, which is huge for the stock market. So I, I mean, they had such a flimsy case and Sony didn't, he didn't even show up. <laughs> he did yeah. everything over the, over a video recording. So is it Jim Ryan? Yeah. I think they actually yeah. wanted to, when it got to that stage where they're like, okay, now we're going to air your dirty laundry too. <laughs> That's when right. Sony's like, we don't want to be involved anymore. <laughs> exactly. But at that point, like their hands were tied. So. Yeah. You could tell they don't want to have anything in part of it because it was, it's gone too far. And at that point, 
damn, we should have signed that 10 year agreement. So exactly. Is that I, I still mean, an option? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what, I mean, obviously if they said it in court, I guess it's, it's, is it binding if you say it in court like that under oath? Uh, I mean, I, imagine I don't it think is. legally they can hold you to that, but I think based on every, based on the business sense of it. Yeah. They're still right. going to keep. Yeah. I don't, duty. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in 10 years. We could have a PlayStation and seven by then. We well, could all be gaming on virtual. Definitely reality. six. Yeah. Yeah. We could be plugged <laughs> into the matrix. So, um, I, I mean, I'm happy because I made a bunch of money off of it. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. Cause, and I, I mean, the money I made is nothing compared to what all the people, the millionaires that probably did all kind of options and puts and stuff on this and just probably made billions off of it. So yeah, that's my theory. Yeah. On the, the day that judge Corley gave her decision, uh, Microsoft also announced that the UK regulators and itself uh, agreed to pause their trial to negotiate a potential remedy to the deal. Um, what that means is they've clearly, clearly been in talks, and I, th I feel like the CMA is kind of realizing that they're the only ones at this party. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, people are mad at us. This is going to cost business in the UK. This is clearly not going to stop the merger from going through. So we need to start talking with them and kind of kind of just go back to the table and we could be like you know microsoft we want you to agree to this small thing so we don't look weak but then it still looks like we're negotiating with you to kind of help businesses and stuff so i think that's what's going on with the cma but we'll get back to them we'll put a pin in that for a second here um the matter however was not resolved because the ftc filed for an appeal to the preliminary injunction trial and here's what they were citing they said the ruling applied the long the wrong legal standard relying on government cases seeking permanent injunctions it erred on the side it erred in saying potential consumer benefits from xbox game pass outweighs the potential for flow for foreclosure of games like call of duty appearing on other subscription platforms it relied too much on microsoft's agreements to provide games to other cloud services it missed uh, potential partial foreclosure strategies or ways that Microsoft could degrade the experience of games on other platforms without fully dropping support. And that was kind of a big argument for the FTC, which kind of made no sense because they're like, oh yeah, Xbox could give uh, a skin or, you know, like uh, an emote on Call of Duty on Xbox and that would substantially make people change. And like clearly the FTC doesn't know the gaming market because Sony's been doing that for the last 10 years. Right. So that, that argument holds no water. And then uh, finally they said the FTC or it ignored the FTC's evidence about Microsoft's incentives to foreclose, to foreclose access to games, which was based on their, uh, their market analysts predictions or whatever of like, Oh, 20% of people could switch over and like Microsoft brought their own analyst and she's like, no, only like 6% of people would switch over. And he's counting people that already have an Xbox or so. I don't even know the, either way, the FTC's argument was weak. So this kind of part of it that I put in the outline doesn't really make sense anymore, but basically, um, 
the court could have rejected the FTC's appeal. Uh, Microsoft would have essentially been free to close the deal after Friday, the day that we're recording this podcast. Uh, even without a resolution from the CMA, they could kind of just close around the UK. But it seems like they're already at the table with the UK, so I don't know if that'll go. Um, and then the FTC's trial is still being held in August. Remember, this was just the preliminary injunction ruling. They still have the, the actual trial coming up in August, but the kind of the, the deadline for this deal to go through between in the, the contract between Microsoft and Activision is July 18th. So if the deal isn't closed by July 18th, if Microsoft decides to walk away from the merger, they would have to pay $3 billion to Activision, and then it would just be like business as normal, like how they are right now. Uh, or they could renegotiate the deal if they, if they really think uh, you know, they can close and, and both parties are open to it. That's a possibility. I think that's the route it would go if this would potentially go past the 18th. Um, however... The FTC filed their appeal. Their appeal was actually denied today. So I thought I put that in here. But uh, the Ninth Cir Circuit Court denied the FTC's request for injunctive relief. So Microsoft is now free to close the Activision Blizzard deal after 11.59 Pacific time today. Um, by all accounts, they could close on Saturday and then or Monday, assuming... Uh, they're talking with the CMA and they can, you know, close with the UK. If they close tomorrow, they're probably going to close outside of the UK. If they close on Monday, I think they will close with the deal agreement that they've worked out with the CMA. So I think by next week, Activision should be a part of Microsoft. And then wh what does that mean? That means they're free to bring those games to, uh, to uh, Game Pass, not the probably not the games that already have marketing deals. So Call of Duty, I believe, has a 10-year deal that is expiring this year with PlayStation. So most likely Call of Duty 2023, which according to these court documents was, is leaked to be Modern Warfare 3, um, which is launching in October. That probably won't come to Game Pass at launch. But games that don't have marketing deals, like we know Diablo... 4 is heavily marketed with Xbox. They have uh, the Xbox console bundles and everything. That'll probably be rolled into Game Pass. All of the old Call of Duties will be rolled into Game Pass. Uh, the Crash games and you know pretty much anything Activision owns that has not like is not Call of Duty is that the new Call of Duty will be rolled into Game Pass probably within the next month or so. Um, with, I did hear uh, a, a I did hear a blurb on kind of funny today that one of this somebody higher up said the Diablo floor will not game pass so oh really yep it makes sense it's I'd it's a new game surprised. I'm assuming Diablo 3 Diablo 2 Resurrection will both be on but probably like next year for Diablo 4 I, I suspect it would be on pretty soon so I don't know maybe I'm wrong but um but yeah, like we're, we're, we're close for this to being over. And then once the deal closes, once Activision is no longer Activision, they're just a part of Microsoft. Um, the FTC's trial will be much harder in August because now you do, not only do you have to, to prove your case that it's, it's going to lessen competition, but then if you win, you have to kind of have them demerge 
and I don't think that's ever been successfully done in a trial or anything. So, um, and then, yeah, the CMA, if they close without the CMA, uh, I think the CMA's trial is also in August. Um, but it, it would be very hard for them to, again, pry them and like demerge them after they've merged. And, and they're just kind of hurting themselves in that. And I think people are kind of turning against these watchdogs because, you know, the FTC, there was an FTC trial this week. It, it was called an oversight of the FC, FTC hearing where the House J Judiciary Committee questioned Lena Khan's leadership. And uh, this was one of the quotes. So you seem to be losing quite a bit. And I don't say that to be disrespectful, but these are, after all, taxpayer, ta taxpayer funds. And this was Representative Kevin Kiley. Um, you are now 0 for 4 in merger trials. The average win rate for the FTC in the modern antitrust era is around 75%. So I have to ask, why are you losing so much? So Ooh. the FTC is getting unwanted attention. And from their perspective, I think they're just doing this as a deterrent for other major companies because... Yeah, Microsoft may win, but this was a long and arduous process for Microsoft. A lot of their dirty air laundry was aired with these court documents and everything. So that in it of itself may be enough to kind of prevent people or like companies in the future. But again, this is capitalism, so I doubt it. But I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're thinking is. What, what are your guys' thoughts? In that trial, I think they're cutting back the FTC's budget by like, was it 25% or 30%, something like that? That's a, I think that was one I of the so, yeah. things in the oversight that was going on. So it's a shame that they can't have better lawyers. <laughs> I mean, you'd think it's, they would have the best, but it seems like, I mean, some just some of the things in the, from that case seem so stupid. So I think it's not the lawyers. I think they rushed this preliminary injunction trial because Microsoft even pointed this out when they were kind of arguing the, the appeal that the FTC filed, but like they had a year and a half and they waited right. six weeks before the, the July 18th deadline to file this. So they kind of rushed it and I'm sure their lawyers didn't have enough time to prepare because this is an industry you have to learn. You can't just be on the outside. I'm sure these, these lawyers are not gamers to understand it. Meanwhile, Microsoft has been doing this business for, you know, since 2003 when they entered uh with the Xbox. So right. It's very hard to argue against them when you were when you are unaware of all the ins and outs of this business. So. Well, they they were aware. They all had stock. That's what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, I don't want to lose money. Let's let's right. kind of make a shitty argument here, but so Yeah. So, but anyway, I will be happy when this is over and I'll be happy because those Activision games are going to be on Game Pass, which I am a member of. So, Candy Crush, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. I think I'm looking forward to that one if that comes there. Yeah, that would be a, a good Capture the Rag. Never did yeah, that. True. <laughs> we can stream it. We can all stream it. There you go. Yeah. All right. Any, any other thoughts on the FTC and Microsoft? dealings just die <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we'll be talking about it next podcast hopefully very briefly just to say oh yeah it's it's finally through and we're playing but in housekeeping 
yeah. <laughs> World of right. Warcraft will be a console. Or hopefully, what have you been playing? <laughs> we we did kind of talk about this briefly on Discord, but Zabe, you, you feel like World of Warcraft will be rolled into Game Pass? I, I, I if it did it, if they did it, then we would be on PC. I think mm-hmm. I would probably play it again. If I mean, I played it when it first came out, um, but I don't even remember what level I got to. Maybe level thirty or something like that. But um, if I don't think I don't know how they could do it on the console. The only true MMORPG wow. that I think uh, is Final Fantasy fourteen. No, there. Yeah, you it's wait. You can play that on PS five. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know Final Fantasy eleven was on the Elder Scrolls Xbox, online. Xbox three sixty. Yeah, Elder Scrolls online. So it would be interesting. I think. Yeah. It would just be this... very hard getting the controls and everything. I guess you could plug a keyboard into your Xbox. Yeah. But. I feel like anybody who wants to play. I mean, if probably has Final a PC. Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14 can do it, then I think they can. On wow, there's a. It seems like there's just as many spells and things to do, and Final yeah. Fantasy 14 is that. So, yeah, I think that subscription is kind of a big money maker for them for that game. So I don't know if they would want to, right? But it, but if they do, I, I feel like it, it would take some behind the scenes getting everything together before that's. What? What does it How, cost now? Chance for a month? It's still fifteen dollars a month. As okay. really, yeah, it's like the standard uh, monthly subscription. Is, it, I don't think is the there a lot of? Is there a lot of microtransactions in the game, or there is none? Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, they have a shop where you can mounts. buy pets okay. and mounts and transmog. Um, of course, they've added some in-game stuff to where, like, just by playing and you know beating bosses, reaching little milestones that. Um, Reset every month. Um, you get like a there's a special vendor that you get coins and you can buy transmog, but that's just by free by playing the game, right? And uh, so a lot of people really like that, yeah. But um, yeah, people were mad before because you'd pay $25 for a mount in the store, and it's like, well, people who collect to take pride in collecting transmog and mounts were like, well, I had to do all this, earn it in game, and people just buy it on the store for 20 bucks. If, yeah. they're, smart, if they're smart, they'll do it the other way around, they'll say, okay. 18 bucks for a while plus you get game pass pc or you know 20 yeah. bucks for a while plus you get game pass pc and once they people who play wow also have access yeah. to the other games then maybe they'll yeah that might be a possibility but yeah do you think the I game increased the price of uh game pass they actually did they did oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's one up a dollar or two dollars oh, two dollars for yeah. ultimate ultimate and one dollar for a regular I think it would yeah. be well. I mean, if that's all that it's going to be, that'd be. I thought it would go up maybe like five bucks or something. I, I feel well, like it, there is another price hike yeah. coming in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's they're going to be introducing the family plan at some. We need point. that now. So <laughs> yeah. it is so annoying. I have two Xboxes in the house. I cannot play a game with my da- daughters. Yeah, you can. Not a, not with two Xboxes on the same account. Game Pass account. One of them has to be so. I'm assuming game it's pass. your account that has Game Pass, right? Right. So make that the home console in the living right. room, right. and then you are playing on your account on the other Xbox. So whichever one is your home console, anybody on that account or anybody on that Xbox has Game Pass. They have access to Game Pass, Xbox Live, all of that. You have access to Game Pass because you have your account. So essentially, you could. 
like what's the game on Game Pass you want to play with your daughter? Sims 4. Sims 4. So you're playing Sims 4 on the Xbox in your bedroom or your office or whatever it is on your account. She is playing on a different account on your home console. Maybe I didn't I, set the right one to the home account. Yeah, it has to be the opposite one of the one you're playing on. Okay. Yeah, because I, I game share with my brother and he's in Michigan. And this still works. Like we play games together all the time. Minecraft, we couldn't figure out either. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to try to figure it out then. Yeah. Uh, message me if you want right. to go through that or whatever. But anyway, enough of uh, FTC and Microsoft. Let's move on to our topic of show, which is Game of the Year Watch 2023. So. My question to you guys is, is 2023 the greatest year of all time in terms of video game releases? I'm going to start this right now and say false. It is the greatest year for video game remakes. Just remakes? And also video games, but also uh, <laughs> throwbacks. Um, I think 2024 is going to be the year uh, with all the announcements, but it's been a great year. It, it definitely I, I, has. What are the what are the other greatest years? I know what is it? 2018? 18, 18 for sure. Because eighteen was God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two, Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two, right? Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> now I would say twenty seventeen because twenty seventeen you had Breath of the Wild. You had Hellblade, you had Mario Odyssey, you had, uh, why am I blanking? There's like three other games that you had that were really good. 2007. But not as memorable as 18. Yeah, I've heard 2007 was really Halo good 3, too. Call of Mass Duty 3. Of, Mass Effect, Portal. Mass Effect, Portal. Um, Assassin's Creed, the Orange Bioshock. Box, right? The Orange yeah. Box itself. Yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk about those years. We're here to talk about 2023. And what would be the game of the year if you had to decide, like, man breaks into your house, puts a gun to your head, and says you have to pick the game of the year right now or he will shoot you. What is your answer? Based on hype or based on what I played? What you played, you, yourself, go save, gun to your head. <laughs> That'd be Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor. All right, now. chance, but gun I to your haven't head, go. played that many, so. Um, gun to your head, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, been, uh, I wanna play, I'm gonna play more of it. I'm with Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Pat, gun to head. Uh, I would go half I rush. Fuck. All right, I'll say Resident Evil Four. We had you said four different answers that are legitimate contenders. Yeah, I wanted to say half I rush, but you said it first, and I didn't want to get shot. <laughs> you should have. You should have went first then. <laughs> no, I wanted anyway. to make sure everybody else went. It was, it was a <laughs> fast pace, like old school, not slow news. Okay, all right. Well, let's start here. So this is kind of in chronological order by my memory, but we'll we'll kinda kinda see there. So Hi-Fi Rush is currently at an eighty-nine on Metacritic. And this came out early January or mid-January or whatever it was, but it was a surprise release and absolutely knocked my socks off in terms of art style, uh music, gameplay, and just the ultimate melding of all three. And it was funny, which is very hard to do in a video game. Very few video games nail that. I feel like uh, the South Park games 
like some of the funniest video games I've ever played. But this, there were more than a couple of moments where I was like laughing out loud as I was playing it. So it, it was just, it just gave me like an awesome feeling of like enjoyment and just like fulfillment as I'm playing. It's, it's hard to describe, but I just, I, I fucking loved it. So what, I know, Rick, you're a big fan of it as well. Would you say this is going to be in the game of the year conversation for Tugpod at the end of the uh, year? For damn sure. I don't see yeah. how it wouldn't be. Like, it came out of nowhere, and it came ripping. I just remember, because you had put it down, and I, like, kept at it, and I actually beat it before Pat did. I was very proud mm-hmm. of myself. Um, Even for, like, the rhythm structure, which I'm not great at, because I'm uh, pretty white. Um, also, I usually don't listen or listen to my games too much. Um, it still worked out amazingly. Like the story was fun. It was just fun front to back. Like well it was acted, a great time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I it, like, honestly, it was a game. I just looked forward to getting home and playing again. Um, so, yeah, I. And from the makers of Evil Within, like just completely not what you would expect from that developer, but they fucking nailed it. So, yeah, it was a throwback to like 2005, like the year of games, like the Beautiful Joes, the Devil May Cries, but just had it was so fresh and so upbeat and so fun. It it literally transported me back to like Saturday morning cartoons where you just, you know, everyone else is asleep, but you pull a big bowl of cereal and you're just sitting there watching random colorful cartoons that are hilarious to you as a kid but this holds up like this is this is funny like my memory of that is like i'm sure saturday morning cartoons are not as funny as this game but this holds up to what my memory of that is so zay did you play it i played like an hour um i don't know why i trailed off of it but i did like it i it just never got back to it for some reason what did when did God of War come out? The new no November last of last year. I think I was still playing that. And I never that got. Makes sense. Yeah. I did. I wanted to get through that before I moved on to something else, and somehow got on a back burner. But did anybody? I guess there's an update for it that just came out July 5th. Did anybody play it since then? Yeah. I, well, maybe not July two, 5th. But when I played, game modes, new new music. To complete new modes and I had new, new outfits when I played. Okay. So I'm not sure. I maybe I didn't look deep enough to get the new game modes or whatever, but I might go back for that because I think okay, didn't they yeah. have like a boss rush mode, maybe? Uh BMP rush and power up hot tower up is the two game modes. So it looks like an arcade. I don't hmm. know. That sounds like something I could pick up for like an hour and have fun with. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh chance. 200. 200 mm-hmm. BPM mode or something like that. Nope. <laughs> did you did you play uh, Hi-Fi Rush? No, but I did meet the voice actor of Chai. So, well, I didn't meet him. I was in the same room as him. I was breathing the same air. But yeah, you know why he didn't talk to you? Because you haven't played Hi-Fi Rush yet. <laughs> yeah, well, you I wasn't. In, I wasn't. I wasn't in line to get anything signed, but um, he was that. Uh, uh, origins in Ohio, but uh, yeah, I didn't even know he was a uh, voice actor of Chai, but yeah, apparently he is. 
Yeah. So that that's as we're going through these, we probably won't talk about all of them as in depth, but that'll be the question. Do you think this will be on Tug Pods game of the year at the end of the year on our Tuggies list? So I think Hi-Fi Rush definitely will be. Dead Space Remake. I believe I'm the only one who played this. It is at yep. an 89 on Metacritic, just like Hi-Fi Rush. It was a phenomenal experience. But I think it came out early enough that it kind of has been forgotten about. And because it was a remake and because it was a scary game, it's not something that's on like everybody's radar. But I fucking loved it. I think the sound design is just some of the best sound design I've ever had in, in a video game. And the way they did this remake, it's like the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. It's It's just... Clearly, they care about the game. Clearly, they want to improve upon it. Clearly, they want the fans to come back and old and new fans to experience the game and have like a great experience with it. So, I fucking loved it. I think in any other year, this would definitely be in the the contendership for game of the year. But I think in this year, it's it's going to be on the back burner. What about you guys? I really wanted to play it. Um... I, I, if it goes on sale, I'll still try to play it. Or if it turns it up will, on EA, it'll come to EA eventually. I don't know what their cadence for that is, but eventually. I played the first one. I never beat the first one, but I, I'm pretty excited about this. Chances, Abe, any thoughts? Nope. Uh, not the kind of game I like <laughs> to play. Um, but, uh, I know it's done well, and uh, all I all I know of the game is needle to the eye. That's all. That's <laughs> that the scene one. or whatever. That's is it. What? That's, that's the, the second one. one. <laughs> uh, I was just that. Well, well, that's all I know about Dead Space. That's how that's how little I play the game, but I know of it. So, yeah, no other comments on that. All right. Next up is a game I completely forgot came out this year, uh, which is Hogwarts Legacy. And I don't even know how this game is an 85 on Metacritic. I would have put it much lower. I don't think this game will be anywhere near our conversation for game of the year at the end of the year. Yeah, I think, uh, see, like, here's the thing, like, the story is weak. Okay. However, when it comes to, like, imagining the world of Harry Potter, I think it's, like, perfect. Like, I just think, like, well, personally, to me, like it looks how I don't know how I imagine that world to look like, and I think that's huge. I think maybe when they come out with a Hogwarts Legacy two, maybe they you know I don't give it to care a better developer even... who actually knows what game structure is. Yeah, a better story. Focus on the <laughs> writing and the story. Just pretty much copy and paste the environment. Maybe add some improvements or changes or whatever, and then bam. Then maybe it would be in this conversation for game of the year. But very good stepping stone. I think that it started off pretty well. But yeah. Zabe, are you a Harry Potter fan? Lightly, my daughter read all the books recently. She wants to play this game, but I haven't got it yet. I'm waiting for it to go on sale. So Hopefully it will be soon because this is not worth $70. Oh my God, jeez. Wow. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm trying to save all the listeners their hard-earned cash. Wow. waste on this piece of shit. Jeez, uh, holy crap. <laughs> Rick, I'm, I'm assuming you're agreeing with me. 
I just have no interest. So if you played it and had fun, then good for you. I'm happy you had fun. I, I say if you played it and you had fun, you don't know what a game is and you should go play a good one. So, oh, wow. That's <laughs> you're so mean. Sounds like something I'd say. Wow. <laughs> what did this game hurt you? It it stole 30 hours of my time. Yeah. Mm, well. So. Anyway, uh, next up is Metroid Prime Remastered. This was another one that kind of came out of the blue and was a the release the same day it was announced. Uh, I actually have not gone back to this. I did not have enough time to kind of, at the time it came out. Can you guys hear the train? No. no. I heard nine, it. Nine, nine you said head. something. Okay, we'll give it a second. Oh my gosh. All right. What did you fine. do? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so I have not had uh, time to go back to this, but I definitely do want to um, at some point when stuff is slowed down a little bit more. Has anyone else here played it? Oh, Metroid Prime 4 or Metroid Remastered? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I played that while I was waiting for Tears of the Kingdom. And it's a lot of fun. Of course, it still has the standard, you know, Metroidvania kind of style that can kind of be frustrating, especially since it's like, oh, yeah, like I have this power now. Now, where the fuck did I see that place where I could use that power? Like hours ago. And then you start kind of backtracking, going everywhere. I'm sure if I just went online, got a guide, yeah, but that's the whole part of exploration. Mm -hmm. With the 3D, it's kind of harder to, like, mentally map. Oh, crap, that's the spot where I have a spider ball now. I can go up this way. But still, like, I'm excited to beat it and go back to it once I finally beat Tears of the Kingdom. So, yeah, that that's definitely in talks and the Tuggies. All right. Uh, next up is Octopath Traveler 2, uh, another game that I just put so much time into because it was so fun to play. Uh, I am currently like 50 hours into it, and I'm still probably not anywhere near beating it because, again, this has like eight campaigns. So you're going through eight different stories for each of the characters, um, and then you're kind of doing side quests, you're exploring, you're min-maxing your characters, you're getting your builds. Uh, you're kind of changing, experimenting with jobs and stuff. So this is a game that I think I'm going to be playing for the rest of the year in some capacity where I keep coming back to it and kind of progressing a little bit more until I finally beat it. But I think in an ideal world, yes, this would be in contention, but this year is just so stacked. Plus, I think I'm the only one who's played it so far. I have it. I played a little bit of it, but I have not played 50 hours. Okay, well, like you have even 50 hours. I think I'm maybe like three quarters of the way done. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of this game. I played several uh, hours, but oh, I played the demo, which was what, like two hours? Yeah, I think so. And then I played, I don't know, I probably played a little under 10 hours, probably. Yeah, so I, I don't think this will make it in our list for game of the year, but I think it'll definitely make it in one of the other categories. So. Any thoughts on that? It is at an 86 on Metacritic, if I haven't said so before. Uh, Rick, you want to take the next one? Next one is the Resident Evil 4 remake, which is a remake that didn't really need remade, but I was really happy that it was. Um, the past two Resident Evil remakes, uh, RE2, RE3, um, they didn't have the over-the-shoulder action cam. They didn't have a lot of, you know, they, they were fixed camera games. Of course, you know, I was standard Resident Evil style at the time, but the remakes 
you know, adding that over the shoulder that Resident Evil 4 both introduced and did a really good job with um, made those games, the remakes, really amazing. So with Resident Evil 4, it's like, why does this need, need remade? It was completely unnecessary, but goddamn, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, I didn't have as much as the horror element as Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake, um, but neither did Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil 4 when compared to 1, 2, 3 and Code Veronica. Um, but I did not expect it to be that much fun. It was so much fun. It was run, gun, shoot them up, but also had some horror, of course, some horror elements that really got you on your feet. Um, they took away a lot of the annoying things from the original one and added some new things. It, added some new things. Like, I didn't think I'd be able to like, be playing as Ashley, but when I did, I was like, okay, that, that worked. I was actually kind of fucking scared for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I really like that part. You know, um, it's the same thing with the original. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'm have Ashley with me right now. I have to worry about that bullshit. And whenever she was like taken away, it was like, thank God. <laughs> I remember those feelings of relief. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was well done. Yeah, I would say it's like one of the best looking games I've played this year. Um, it's definitely really good. I really enjoyed my time with it. It did the last like. 20% of it kind of felt like it dragged a little bit. They kind of make you kind of run the gauntlet as you're kind of getting to the end game, which it just it, it was re repeating a lot of the combat sections you've already done and then it, it felt like it didn't add to the horror. It was just the pure action, which I think is, is what the game doesn't do as well as the other action games that are out there. So um, that kind of brought it down just a tad bit, but I think it is still a phenomenal game. And will this be in our game of the year contendership at the end of the year? I I would say it has a very good chance of being in there, but it really depends. Like, is Alan Wake going to overthrow this in terms of survival horror? Did Zach play this one? Zach did not play yeah. this one. Oh, wait, he doesn't like scary games, so yeah. Zach's a baby. So um, he may play Alan Wake 2 based on our uh, our wager here. So that might bring Alan Wake 2 up a little bit in terms of people voting on it. But I think it's 50-50 right now if this makes it into our contention. Unless Rick puts it like at his top choice. I don't know how. Yeah, some games have, have gotten into the contention by being somebody's top choice. Yeah, which Power I think this is <laughs> this is the first year where I think all of us are going to have different top choices. So it'll be interesting. Um, but I'm going to say 50% chance right now for Resident Evil Remake. I think there's also a 50% chance for Jedi Survivor because Jedi Survivor was good. I don't think the story was quite as good as uh, Fallen Order. But I think it stepped it up in terms of gameplay. I think it stepped it up in terms of combat and enemy design. Uh, where it kind of falls back is performance. But where it has the edge in our voting system is that we've all played it. This is the first game so far on the list that we've all played. Nope. So, oh, Rick, sorry. you haven't played it yet? Okay. Yep, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> but three out of four, so it might just make it on the list based on numbers there. Um, Zabe, you said this was your game of the year so far. Do you want to talk a little bit more to that? Yeah, I mean, I 
it's the only game I've finished this year, which I guess that tells you how many games I've actually played. But I mean, I think it. I mean, Diablo, right? Yeah, I finished the campaign, but I don't know if you count that as finishing it because it's a game, kind of a game of service. So um, it's like you don't finish Destiny. You might do the raid, but you never really finish it. Um, but the, you know, as far as a game that has an ending, this is a. I did finish um, Fallen Order also, um, and. I thought the puzzles were a lot better in this game than Fallen Order. Um, I tried to do them my, on my own. I had to look up a couple just because I was stumped and I just wanted to get through it. I probably, If I would have stuck with it and not looked them up, I probably would have figured it out eventually. But um, performance-wise, I didn't really notice anything I played on the Series X. Um, you played the, performance mode or uh, resolution? I think I started at performance and I switched to resolution just because it didn't really matter to me. I just wanted it to be a little smoother. Mm -hmm. Um, The story, I think the only drawback of it was it kind of just kept going, which I think I mentioned in discord. It was like, okay, I think I'm at the end. Not at the end yet. I think I'm at the end, (laughs) not at the end yet. I think I just kept going, but um, I mean, it was, it was fun. It kept my attention. It's hard for, to do that. Uh, there's a lot of options to, to play, and it, it did keep my attention. So that's mainly why I think it's uh, my game of the year this year. Yeah, I definitely liked Cal as a protagonist more in this one than I did in Fallen Order. I think they did a better job of kind of like making him as interesting as the people around him, which I think they kind of failed at in Fallen Order. But I think, yeah, they they try to do too much with what they were trying to, to pull off in terms of the story with all these different threads going on. And then it just did not come together at the end like I would have wanted to. So um, it felt a little bit disjointed, but it's not bad. I'm just right. saying do, do any guys stiff think, competition this year. Yeah. Do any of you guys think he's going to show up in the next Mandalorian or even Ahsoka? It would make Probably. sense for him, timeline-wise, to be in Ashoka. I don't know. If, I think Mandalorian, they're just going to keep, like... The Mandalorians. <laughs> it, it's still Star Wars, but it's like right. this thing is happening on Tatooine and, you know, okay. all these worlds separate. Um, but yeah, Ashoka, and then if they ever do uh, um, Obi-Wan Season 2 or something like that, or yeah. Andor, I think, even lines up with the timeline. A little bit. So if they do season two of Andor, they could bring him in. I don't think he'll uh, play a major part. Did you watch all of Andor? There. Yeah. Could they do a season two? Doesn't it go right into Rogue One? They could with okay. different parts, like not those same characters, just different people in the early stages of the rebellion. Okay. I I and I don't know. I saw a tweet about Iger saying that they're going to reduce the amount of series for Marvel and star Wars moving forward. And I don't know if that coincides because there's a writer strike and an actor strike right now. So it kind yeah. of was weird. It's the same day that that all came out. But, um, so I don't know if that maybe that means he isn't going to be in any of the other series, but we had a, a cameo not of BD, but a droid like BD was in Mando. Um, so that's like brought into the canon now. So they could kind of work off it in ways like that. Oh, this is something the game 
kind of made popular and now it's being brought into right. the series. So, um, but yeah, uh, pretty good game. I just don't know if we'll, uh, we'll be talking about it. This next game, I think will definitely be in our contention, which is legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom, which is currently sitting at a 96. Rick, is this going to be in your list for game of the year? It'll be on my list. And honestly, it should have been my gun to my head, but right now I'm playing it and I'm kind of frustrated. And I, I guess I like how they kind of copy pasted um, Breath of the Wild, but I wish they would have done more. I guess they, they did the whole sky yeah. and underground, but it's like maybe some variety or go back to the old stuff. Like, okay, cool. Like, maybe get rid of weapon degradation. That would have been fucking sweet. Um, I think the fuse does add an element to it, which kind of kept me interested. I don't know how much yeah. you've experimented with that or I have. No, trust me. Once I found out that like, Oh wait, if I fuse my weapon to this thing that I have in my inventory, that I have to take out and drop in order to fuse with, um, then yeah, my weapon becomes much more powerful. Um, have you tried fusing yeah, I... a sword with a sword? No. Do it. There's what certain if, swords that. What if the sword's already fused with something? Can I double fuse? You can go to a place where it'll remove it, but um, I don't know if there's another way to remove it without breaking the thing that you fused it or whatever, fused to it or whatever. But there's a certain sword that when you hold it, it like damages you if you're using it, but it's powerful. What you could do is you could just drop it and fuse another sword to it so it's just on the end so now you have that attack power without any of the drawbacks fuck yeah. i have that sword yeah I, okay <laughs> all right because what i did is i just fused something to it and it's super powerful and it's like all right end game sword and like when i need to just go fucking all out but all right smart smart mm -hmm. smart so uh yeah i mean I, I i i did enjoy i think i i know where you're coming from where you're like i wish it was a little bit more to kind of like differentiate itself from Beth breath of the wild even once they were like we got dungeons and it's like no you fucking don't you have a puzzle <laughs> to get to the boss yeah it's it was nowhere near as complicated as the dungeons of like ocarina or majora's mask or anything but i think they did make strides in that not as much as we would have wanted i think the biggest strides were in the storytelling i did really like the way that they're telling zelda's story and how zelda's not just a damsel in distress or, you know, like kind of the cause of, of, of all the, uh, the events of the game, but then she's largely not participating in the events. She was actually doing her own shit. She's doing her own shit as you're playing the game and you're getting those, that story told to you a certain way. Was it the best way? Was some of them kind of out of order or whatever? Um, no, but I think it is a, a long way from Breath of the Wild that they've kind of improved. Still, and as far as that aspect, I did enjoy like the exploration to get to uncover those story elements. I thought that was kind of fun, especially once I beat all four, quote unquote, I'm going to do it again, dungeons. Um, <clears throat> and it's like, OK, cool. What do I do now? Well, let's just do this because I know I'm not ready for the end game yet. It's like uh, with Breath of the Wild. Once I, you know, did all four of the what they call them. Constructs, mon monsters, uh, something beasts, divine, divine beasts, divine beasts, divine beasts. Yeah. Beast. yeah, 
then I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll just do all this other malarkey. So it, that actually did add quite a bit, and I was I'm I'm happy with it. No, I have no doubt. I'm been playing nothing but that game for the past what two months. But yeah. Question for you guys: When I do crack the seal on this puppy, should I not update it right away because of the duplication hack? Or I think I'm doing yeah. just fine without the duplication hack. That is true. It depends on if do you want to spend more than seventy five hours in this game. No, I want to get through <laughs> it as quick as I can. Okay, well then I would say don't update it right away. Okay. Do the duplication act or do the duplication glitch for the first diamond you get to get like 25 diamonds, sell them just to get a shit ton of money. That's Maybe you can I hold thought, on yeah. to a couple of diamonds too. But I think, yeah, starting because that's what I did. I started off with a shit ton of cash and uh, I duplicated bombs. So I always had a good storage of bombs to fuse to arrows. Um, but I think once you do that, I didn't use the glitch too much to do anything okay. else. You're, the other stuff you are getting pretty regularly in there. I mean, um, you just need it for that initial boost of money to get you going. I think, yeah, I think that's a good way to okay. to handle it. Does it? So, if does you want to be, read, you know, tried and true. <laughs> does it read your it. save from Breath of the Wild? Like, do you start off with the same? There is one aspect over? that will if remember you your game. Yes, the, the, that is true. Um, but you can use the uh, amiibos to get stuff in the game, just like Breath of the Wild. So if you have okay. any of those, yeah. No, we don't. All right. Cool. So. Yeah, I just remember that kind of surprised me. I was like, wait, I, I remember that name. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a staycation next week, so I might play it. Yeah, yeah, go nuts, man. You have the time, you have the freedom, go at it. It's it's definitely worth your time, yeah. And I think it'll definitely be in our contention for Game of the Year at the end. Uh, next up, Street Fighter Six. This is currently at a 92 on Metacritic. I haven't played this. Rick has not played, played this. Zach has not played this. Chance has not played this. Zayde. Is it on Game Pass? Nope. Not yet. Maybe one. Then I won't play it. Once they buy a Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is highly reviewed. It seems like it's a, a an interesting game for fighting game fans, but it's definitely not something the rest of us have played. So I don't think this will be anywhere near contention for game of the year uh zabe and chance do you want to take the next one i think After this is going to depend on what happens with the first season and i don't know how you guys are gonna did is zach playing this zach plays zach's yeah. playing it right yeah he played a little bit yeah i don't know if i'll stick so, with it or not i mean i think he he's gonna want to beat the campaign which i think i was level i didn't i i didn't know you were supposed to play i played tier one so I beat it a level like 46. So it wasn't that hard. I didn't think I just, you just got to put the time in. Um, but if the season pass comes out and it's good, how, how often are the season passes coming out? I don't know. Are there, are they a quarter? They're like monthly or. Uh, I don't know if they're monthly. I think they're more like seasonal, probably three um, months then. Well, I mean, how how long since the game been out? The Two game weeks? came out June 30th or something, right? Right, end of June? Oh, yeah, the end of June, that's right. No, it was like June 10th, wasn't it? Well, the... Oh. So, like, a month, maybe, it's been out? Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, I would have no idea how long their seasons might be. Maybe at least at least a month. Yeah. I think a season. So let's let's say, for instance, there's we have what four mo- four months. So let's say there's two seasons that come out and they're bangers. Then it might be bang- game of the year for you guys. I don't know. Um, I think that's what it's going to depend on and what they do. So. Yeah. Um, I will play it if it comes to Game Pass. I don't see myself playing it if it doesn't. Rick. Same. Yeah, I've yet to even play Diablo 3. I was a Diablo 1 guy. I just started Diablo 2 not too long ago, so I uh, still have it all of Diablo 3 to get through. It is couch co-op, so if you guys ever go over Chance's house, you can play together with him. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone we should ask, it would be uh, Michael. Obviously, he might be a little biased, but I mean, he is almost level 100, and they have to put out a lot of hours <laughs> to do that, and he's running dungeons, and at the top tier of you know, gameplay in that game right now. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe we'll get back to him and see what he thinks about Diablo to get uh, a different view on it. Yeah, I think there's there's probably a 50% chance this ends up on our game of the year list, depending on, like Zave said, the seasons and how well they do and whether this is something that kind of stays in the memory for those that have played it. And if it comes to Game Pass and more of us get exposed to it, we might put it not at the top of our list, but towards the bottom and it could sneak in there. So good shot. Way better than street fighter for sure. (laughs) Next up final fantasy 16. This is currently at an 87 on Metacritic based on what I've played. I would say this is not going to be in our contention for game of the year chance. Would you disagree? Um, yeah, I would say I disagree a little bit. Um, like, I mean, you are a little further than me. Like I said, I want to finish uh, Jedi Survivor, which I feel like I'm on my way towards the end, uh, or at least what I think <laughs> is the end. I remember um, what we said. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I'm already waiting for like the three or four plot twists that I, will make me feel like the game's almost over. But um, I just so far playing Final Fantasy does feel like a theatrical, like, bot, like, you know, creature. I don't know. Just like, these monsters, kaiju monsters are like larger than life, big theatrical, like set pieces, action. Um, and um, Final Fantasy has always been known to change things up. And I know some people may not like this style of Final Fantasy. You know, maybe they like turn based, but Final Fantasy has always been known to, to, to change things up and to push the envelope. And uh, I just feel like the story is very complex and, and it does jump around and it may be hard to um, like, you know, you know, keep track of, especially if you don't play very often. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Visually, it looks great. I think. I mean, I feel like this. I mean, I'm still, you know, wanting to get more into the story. Um, and I just, I feel like this game definitely has um, potential to be in there um, uh, for game of the year, in my opinion. Um, but uh, we'll see. Anybody else have anything to add there, Zave? Have you played? I played the demo. Um, I just don't. I would, if it goes on sale, I'll probably get it. But if, since you, how do you, would you say they really went hardcore with it being like um, Game of Thrones? Or, I mean, that's all I hear about. Like, it has like all these different factions and families that have. Yeah. 
these characters called dominants, which are people that essentially are imbued with these power powers of the icons, which are these right. iconic like gods or creatures, and um, they essentially are kind of like their guardians of I don't know, kind of like the main figures of their own different like uh, peoples or what whatnot, and. Um, yeah, so you have families going after each other, backstabbing, and kind of like you know, work with me, and you know, be on my, you should be on my team, and all that drama and like stuff like that. Um, what do you about to say, Pat? I say it's definitely inspired. You can see like how they've tried to build this lore in this world, like Game of Thrones. But I think the writing is nowhere near as good as Game of Thrones. I think it's very anime in terms of some of the way like the story is presented to you and uh like there's a, a there's something that happens a little bit into the game like maybe four or five hours where you're like okay this is a character and you're trying to hide their identity but i know who that is and then it takes another like four hours before they reveal that character's identity so i'm like you you think you're being clever but you're not as clever as you think so, so that's just my interpretation right now the writers of this watched the series they didn't read the books correct is what I, okay <laughs> all right um, yeah. but um yeah I, I think it's really funny i mean final fantasy has always been known for it's like you know some of its uh lewd or sexual material and stuff but i feel like i guess people were very interested like not interested but like very blown aback i guess where you saw some of that in final fantasy uh 16 i guess like early on too where people are like whoa okay they have a straight up almost a sex scene in this show and in this game it's like very tame compared to game it's very tame but it's just like straight up titties in final fantasy no but you clearly know what they're you know doing and whatnot um it's it's a girl on top of a guy and she's in like lingerie but not even the language is definitely way worse yeah. than any final yeah. fantasy i've what yeah the demo had the guy said fuck 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 like 18 times in a row and stuff yeah. it's one, the, one uh, of the chicks that's like called some guy a cock um yeah can i introduce you to barrett from final fantasy 7 i've never played it well i played it but i don't the gatling arm yeah the guy with gun for his arm he swears a lot like he always says like shit though doesn't he I don't know. Oh, I, the first time they said fuck, I don't know. I played no, no, seven when it first came out. So when it first came out, like in the dialogue boxes, there were just like you know the standard expletives that were just a bunch of random like, yeah. But I think in the remake, you can actually hear them just swear all the fucking okay. time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe the maybe I finish this game and it completely blows me away and it really nails the ending. But right now, I don't see it being in our conversation. Chance disagrees. Yeah, I very much disagree. Right. I'm going to make sure it doesn't get into the conversation because it's exclusive. So fuck it. <laughs> Oxenfree 2 Lost Signal. So this is a game I'm still very early in. Uh, it has an 85 currently on uh, Metacritic. But I think the story is definitely really intriguing where I am right now. Um, this is very stiff competition this year. I don't know if this will be in our conversation for game of the year, but I think it'll definitely be in competition for maybe indie game of the year or uh, best story or something like that. 
You guys agree? I have to play it. All right. So that is pretty much all of the games that have come out so far. Is there anything I missed? Anything you guys think is worthy of being in the conversation that we didn't talk about so far? Um, uh, go- the Golem. Golem game. <laughs> Lord of the Rings Golem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. I tried. All right. So now we'll talk about the games that are upcoming that are confirmed for 2023, and we'll kind of go chronological order. So coming up soon is a viewfinder on July 18th. Uh, I played the demo of this. I was very impressed with uh, the demo. Um, I will have to see how they handle the storytelling in this game. Cause I feel like that's where some of the games like maquette kind of fell apart. Um, but I am very interested in it. So I'm going to keep my eye on it. I don't think it'll be game of the year, but I think it could potentially be in a conversation for indie game of the year. Anyone else play the demo? That's the one where you're like taking different views and you like go through doors and stuff. You're taking pictures and then you can imprint those pictures onto reality. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next up, Pikmin Four on July 21st, coming to the Switch. Is anybody a Pikmin fan? Does anyone care about Pikmin? I drafted it. Nice. Yeah, I think it'll be good for Pikmin fans, but I don't think this is going to do anything to move the needle. I don't think any of us. Our Pikmin fans, maybe Zach. I don't know. He plays bad games. So, wow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Expanse, a Telltale series. So I only put this on here because I'm interested in it. I don't think it'll be game of the year unless it completely blows me away. And the writing is just phenomenal. Oh, but I am excited. Waste time talking about it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Also excited. <laughs> and it could I don't be. Know, I, don't, I don't know about the Expanse at all but i know about telltale and i'm for it yeah it's uh i i've read a lot of the books of the expanse i don't i think there's a couple books i haven't read yet but uh i i'm interested in that world and i think uh they could do a really good job hopefully they're they're bringing their a game after being revitalized as telltale but i i'm excited well i was wanting wolf among us or what is it called yeah, Wolf Among Us 2 Wolf is Among Us 2, delayed yeah, again. Freaking delayed. Mm-hmm. What the shit? <laughs> Next up, uh, Disney's Illusion Island coming July 28th. This is the Mario platformer, but with Mickey characters. Oh, what yeah. It was that? like very cutesy or something, right? It, it had a, a unique art style, but it looked like it was like they're actually taking time and making this like a good platformer. I don't know. I don't know how well it'll do, but I think it has a, a pretty good developer attached to it too. So, doing anything for anybody, or should I just move on? Uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, Baldur's Gate three in August on August third. Uh, this was in early access for like the past two years, three years. I don't know how long. Oh my God. Last ten years, I think. Ten years, yeah. Uh, this has just in, been in the news recently because they've added bear sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would who doesn't like bear sex? <laughs> uh, so uh, hey, bear sex happens all the time. Oh, Amber alert! Amber alert! Uh oh, Worthington, Ohio. None of us. 
That's Zach's car. Oh, Chevy shit. Suburban. <laughs> no, but, um, uh, but yeah, I uh, do think this could be game of the year because I don't. I mean, could be. Batters get fucking rules. Yeah, uh, it's so. But it's been a while. <laughs> I think Zach and I, I believe Michael, we all have it purchased already. And I think what they're going to do is you can play it early. Well, I mean, you can play it now if you wanted to. But when the game officially comes out, you can play the first act like early, early. And then when the game comes out, you can continue and actually go to the full rest of the game. Um, but uh, I mean, I think the cutscenes look great. It's like turn based. I mean, it's pretty much like D and D and like a video game form. And they've like they had the like the up, recent update and they added. The Dragonborn, which everyone loves the Dragonborn, who doesn't like to be like a dragon-like character. Uh, they added so many classes. They added a bunch of specs. You know, it's essentially like D&D. Essentially, they made D&D, you know, modern, like, you know, uh, game, essentially. Um, it, it looks, I think it looks great. I don't know about the story. I mean, there's a lot to it. Apparently, there's a lot of cutscenes because uh, you can change the story no matter what. You, there's so many different ways. Hours of cutscenes or something. Exactly. Like that. Crazy. Because you can you, the story can be so different. Um. So and there's a, even the side quests have those cutscenes that you know. Um. That I, I know of some uh, side quests that are kind of like holy crap, like that kind of crazy. Um. But I'm I'm excited, and I think Michael and Zach and I we're gonna be trying, and probably someone else. We're probably gonna get a full party of four people to try to uh, stream this game when it when it releases, um, because it's so much fun just to like take. Funny thing, funny thing about this, it was originally gonna come out August 31st, and then they moved it up. I think because they were afraid to compete with Starfield. And then, so they moved it to August 3rd. And then our next game, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, was scheduled for August 3rd. And they're like, we know people are excited for Baldur's Gate, so we're going to move away from that. <laughs> so it's like just We're all like dominoes. making room for each other. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty funny. But uh, I don't know. Bear sex is interesting, I guess, for a video game. Always. But it's just but we'll a see. druid in bear form. Yeah, I mean, still. <laughs> Stray Gods, uh, the role-playing musical. I've actually played the demo of this, and uh, I was very interested. This is this plays like a, a Telltale game, but you're essentially playing a musical. So, like the the lyrics, like the 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 choices you have are lyrics, and they've they've had it has a great cast, and they're uh, it's it's I think it's very hard to have different lyrics that work in the song that's being sung, but like giving you choices based on different moods and stuff. And I think it works really well and I'm excited to play this. Maybe I'll be playing this while you guys play Baldur's Gate. So uh, I don't know if it'll be in contention for game of the year, but I think it might be for uh, performance or writing or something like that. Next up, mm. I think this is just a, a game. I think we're all excited for moving out to coming August 15th to everything. Uh, we had so much fun with moving out one. Like we, we just played through the entire game. This was right at the beginning of COVID, I believe. And there was like the first time we all hung out in person in, in a really long time at my place. And we're like, just looking for stuff to play. And we're like, what about moving out? It's on game pass. And we just beat the whole game. We had like, I was lit. I've never laughed so hard at like 
a multiplayer game. I was literally like about to throw up because I laughed so much. <laughs> Just slapping each other as we're moving stuff <laughs> is so great. And this one, uh, this one actually has online co-op, so we'll definitely be streaming this game. And I'm, I'm really excited for it. Will it be game of the year? Probably not, but it will be a really fun weekend. Chance. Armored mm-hmm. Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. You're excited yeah. for this? I am excited. I think this is going to be my um, Dark Souls-esque game that um, I'm really going to be getting into. Um, I'm not a huge... I mean, that's what they've kind of... Um, compared this game to i mean obviously it's going to keep the armor core soul of doing missions earning money using that money to buy and change up your mech to do certain different things but when you see some of the gameplay in the combat the bosses have like you know a projected attack not projected but like patterns and you have to dodge them and um things of that nature i don't know this game just looks great the the sound um it, it, the game sounds great I don't know. I, I'm excited to play it. This is, um, I already have it pre-ordered thanks to my friends who got me a bunch of PlayStation cash or whatever you want to call it, and um, I pre-ordered it. You're welcome, um, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it, and I think this... I mean, I think it, I think it could be up there for... I mean, I, obviously, I don't know. No one's played it yet. I think it could be up there for game of the year, possibly the way the things that I've been hearing about it. Um, and I, I love Armored Core and, um, you know. See, yeah, I don't think I it will be. I don't think it will be because you're the only one who's going to play it and you're getting the digital version. So you can't even let us borrow it to play it. So. Nope. I think you just well, screwed yourself. That's why bribes. <laughs> Uh, next up, I think, is definitely a game that is going to be on all of our lists. Starfield, coming September 6th. And we saw 40 minutes of this game, and they showed us so much that looks so fucking awesome. But yet we don't know so much about this game, which I'm... Like, they showed us the perfect amount. And I'm so excited for this game. I'm going to be playing this September 1st or 2nd, whatever the premium edition lets you play. Um I think that's a, a really good business model as well. Like, yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. You can play it if you want to wait till the 6th. But if you want a little bit of extra stuff and to play it early, pay $30. And I'm more than happy to pay $30. Or on you can top pay 300 like Michael. Yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> oh, he got the big one? He yeah. Got the watch. Which, with the watch, yeah. Which he got from Walmart. So is he going to play on, on release day or is he going to play like four days later when it finally gets delivered from Walmart? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> we shall see. But yeah, I think this is definitely going to be in, on all of our lists, correct? Does anybody yeah. think it's not going to be? I don't think it's going to be at the top of the list. But I think, I don't know, it could have like a cyberpunk uh, sort of a backlash. Lot of bugs. Like what if it? And what if, what it's, if it's buggy? Funny. What if it's laggy? Yeah, people are gonna tear yeah. it apart. That's why I'm gonna play on what PC. What if there's a duping glitch? You can dupe items. I mean, it didn't hurt Zelda, so I don't think it'll hurt this. Yeah. Well, that's I'm, when. I'm re- um, sorry. I'm ready for space combat in this. To be honest, I think it'll be fun. I don't have enough space just, combat games. You can just like abduct. You can just freaking blow out their engines and invade them, and then take their ship and add it take to your, your fleet. 
Whatever yeah. that means, adding Giant it to your fleet. Ship. Are you going to have a huge fleet battle or something? Like, I don't even know. It's going to be crazy. I don't know if you'll have a fleet battle, but I think you can have like, oh, you take this ship and go on missions or whatever and give me the loot or something or resources or something. But yeah, I'm really excited for this. And uh, Casey, we'll have to take like a, a three-week break or something. Where, I mean, you can come and sit next to me as I play, but... I'm not I mean, breaking up with you. We're just, just not going to talk for like three weeks. <laughs> I will be lost in space, literally. <laughs> I'm going to try that with my wife and kid. There you go. <laughs> you just need a distraction. Hey, babe, works, work needs me in the barn with yeah. internet for like three weeks. And you cannot bother me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can bring next... me food. <laughs> mom bathroom <laughs> oh god uh, <laughs> next up is the uh, lies of p this is comes out september 19th this will be coming to game pass this is very much bloodborne but with pinocchio uh, i did play the demo of this i i really enjoyed the 20 minutes of the demo i played but then yeah, i'm like fun progress will not carry over so i'm just not going to play this right now and i will wait for the full game because i don't want to have to do this again because it might be frustrating so but i'm excited i think it'll it'll definitely be a fun time i don't know if it'll be game of the year worthy maybe in another year it could have had its time to shine but stiff competition this year very and that's no lie i did also uh, snag that from uh and free agency as well and uh and credit fantasy critics so I, I shouldn't have dropped it but rick got to me with his i mean i feel like you kind of had to you have at this point you have i have a good you don't have enough have. space i mean how many like 12 plus pointer games do you want to hold on to all of my games are double digits in the positive double digits there's a high possibility i could be getting second which is the best i've ever done in this league so that is true I don't think I'm excited, gonna... but I'm also going nuts. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Mortal Kombat 1, which if I had to pick a fighting game this year, I would pick this one. Uh, September 19th as well. Uh, it looks really good. I don't know if I'll be playing it at launch. I'll probably still be, you know, really into Starfield at this point, but it looks good. Yeah. I'm going to wait for Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat 2 is way better. <laughs> they're kind of like soft rebooting the mortal Kombat franchise it seems like at least with the story i mean obviously i don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the mortal Kombat story but no. uh i don't know essentially Liu kang became like a god and he kind of reset the timeline and um like now he's kind of like the new raiden and um they're, I don't know. He also he's trying to get a group of fighters together to fight some kind of evil. That's all I got. I know from the story, but I kind of like the I kind of like the restart and the fact that you know you can kind of start fresh. Um, and uh, I like the I mean the cameo characters look seem really interesting too. Um, I'm kind of I can't wait to see what they do with like the um, uh, I mean they already have cameo characters, but maybe like guest characters. You know how they always used to do like Alien and Predator and TMNT and you know, Mr. Adam or, you know, superheroes and stuff like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of interested to see how they add those characters or if they do that. 
And um, your yeah, description, your description of the story sounds like if you watched a movie on a plane, but like you didn't watch it, somebody in the seat like across from you was watching it and you yeah. just got a glimpse of it and now you're explaining it to us. <laughs> well, it's like a fighting game. I mean, it's like you know, I'm not fighting saying fighting some kind of evil, and then one of them became a god. <laughs> Rick, Rick well, is dying. <laughs> Am I wrong? Did it not sound? Like well, I know my dis- my description is not the best. I'm not into like the Mortal Kombat lore, but um, I just feel like you know, none. I mean, I don't know about Zay, but I, none of us here are really like super big into fighting games. I mean, we'll try them out you. and play them. But we're not like hardcore. I will smash you up. And, and typically, when you play a fighter game, they're not really known for their story. I mean, they can't, you know. But did you play Injustice? Yeah, I did. Gotcha. There, there were All gods right. among us. Yes, there were. <laughs> Moving on, another game that I don't think will be on the game of the year contention by any means, but I think it'll be a really fun time which is Party Animals, which is just a game where you're trying to throw people off a plane or a train or whatever it is, and you're just messing with... Like, it looks fun. Yeah, looks the fun. controllers are an obstacle on top of like your enemies or whatever, so I think it'll be a really fun time. Yeah, another moving out kind of game, couch co-op or just online, that we can just mess around and just try to kill each other and for fun and make it look hilarious. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Cocoon. This is uh one third of the team behind Limbo. This is the game designer uh, who's made his own studio and now they're making their game. So <clears throat> everything we've seen of this game, it looks very interesting. And I, th- I, I just hope the puzzles aren't so obtuse that I'm like, what the fuck should I do now? Um, <laughs> but it does look interesting. It's coming to game pass on September 29th. So I'm, I'm excited for it. What about you guys? No I saw the movie, and the movie was okay. <laughs> Is that why you counterpicked it? Yeah, because the movie was just okay. Like, Steve <laughs> Gutenberg really hasn't done much lately. Okay. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see on that. I don't know if that'll be game of the year, but maybe indie game. It can make, the, make that list. Uh, Detective Pikachu Returns. Does anyone care about Detective Pikachu uh, except Link? No, he's going to care. I want another. I want another movie with Ron Reynolds as Pikachu, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm not super excited for the game, but I mean, hey, people love it, so but they made a movie about it. So people, people like the Detective Pikachu. A Pikachu a that a drinks coffee and doesn't fight and has like a super low voice. Zabe, you were about to say something there. No. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, a, a game that I think will look fantastic, almost better than the real world. Uh, Forza Motorsport comes out October 10th to Game Pass. I don't think it'll be on anyone's game of the year. Again, I'm not a racing game person, but I will install this just to see how fucking amazing it looks. And I'll show people when they come over, I'm like, this is a fucking video game. Look at that. Look at those reflections. That's, but that's I, the only time you're going to open it up. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm probably not going to play it. I'll just. It's just going to be like your, your demo to like show off like your TV or something. Like, yeah, like how uh, stores have it. Invite a bunch of elderly people to my house and then show them and have them go into shock because they're like, it's a video game. <laughs> I remember Pong. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like to go into race. So next one. 
<laughs> Next up, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out October 12th to everything. Um, maybe in another year, this would have been in com competition for Game of the Year, but I think this year is just too stacked where this is kind of going back to the old formula of Assassin's Creed. This really has to have like a phenomenal story, like on par with two to really, I think, make a name for itself and set itself apart in this competition. So I'm going to say no, this will not be Game of the Year talks. I'm also going to say no. I just don't see how an Assassin's Creed game in this day and age could ever become like just getting the tuggy conversation. <laughs> He's still better. What's funny is he played that game months later and admitted that, yeah, he would have voted for it, or he would have had it on his list. It would have been on the list, but it definitely <laughs> was not as good as Red Dead 2. It was better. Correct. Anyway. Not even close. <laughs> um, next up, we have Lords of the Fallen. This is another Souls-like, and this looks... I don't know if you guys saw that most recent gameplay trail. This looks crazy in terms of, like boss design and also it looks almost identical to elden ring in some points like i thought this was the dlc of elden ring at some point uh, is this a remake is that the one where the guy has like nine days of yeah. or some there's some days to live or something no that's that's uh, something else this it's is like a remake a, sequel and it's they named sequel, it the exact same thing yeah it's a sequel that takes place thousands of years after the first game and has like okay. nothing to do with it but originally, okay. <laughs> originally it was called the first game is called Lords of the Fallen. This game was originally called the Lords of the Fallen. And they really mm -hmm. emphasized the the, especially at the game or uh, at Summer Games Fest. But then after that marketing, they're, they're like, we're just going to drop the the. It's just Lords of the Fallen now. So. I don't know, but it looks interesting. Uh, I mean, based on reviews, I may get this, but. It's coming out at a time where I don't think I'll be able to play it when it comes out because of this next game, which I think will definitely be in my competition for game of the year, which is Alan Wake 2 on October 17th. Um, I was a huge fan of Alan Wake 2 when it came out. I'm a, hu or a huge fan of Alan Wake 1 when it came out. I'm a huge fan of Remedy. I think they've never made a bad game. And I think this game just looks phenomenal. And them going full survival horror with the graphics that they showed, like the, de the the small demo that they showed at Summer Games Fest, just everything that they're saying about this game with the, the multiple protagonists. You can play this the game any order you want. It's just they're they're saying everything I want to hear. So who who else is excited for Alan Wake 2? Super excited. Uh, this is definitely gonna be in the conversation. Be very excited for this game. Honestly, I think Zach might play it. I think he will. Didn't he say he was going to? Or he wanted to? We have a bet that he'll play it, but I think he'll play it regardless because he's a fan of Control, and this is the same universe as Control now, so he may have to bite the bullet and play it. But I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Um, next up, on October 20th, we have Spider-Man 2. Um, I want to say this should be in competition for Game of the Year, but if it's just the same mechanics as Spider-Man 1 with a different story and now they've added the black suit. Say so Spider-Man 1 was barely in contention for Game of the Year. Was it? I don't even know if it made our list of nominees. I don't think it did. Yeah. 
It was a big year. So I don't know. Yeah. And this is, again, very crowded time. So we'll see. I want to hope. I want to hope they change up the formula enough that it, you know, separates itself. But I don't know if it will. So I'm going to give this a 50% chance. Uh, Next up, we have Super Mario Wonder. I think this is definitely going to be a really kind of like a dark horse where we're not thinking about this because this was just announced a month ago in the the Nintendo Direct and it's coming out so soon. But I think it'll take us back to those like just meticulously designed Mario levels. And then now they're adding the, the whole thing of like, oh, something random can happen if you get this seed or whatever it is. And like get- Mario can get really tall or like the, the world moves backwards or there's low gravity or he turns into a fucking elephant. So <laughs> I think this game will surprise us and I think it may make our list. What do you guys think? I think it's a possibility. Yeah, I think it could it probably will sneak in there. Anything else to add there? All right. Next up, we have Alone in the Dark. I don't think this game, by any means, will end up on any of our lists, but I think it's an it's it's an interesting, an interesting choice because it coming out right spooky time, a spooky time game coming out right around Halloween, and uh, it's got David Harbor and uh, I forget who the other actress is, but she's also been in a lot of stuff. So uh, I think they are doing this, and I think this could be in competition for remake of the year. Cause it does look really good, but yeah, it is competing with resident evil seven. So I think it'll, it might make the nominees, but it might not win. I'm sure. going to say uh, there's never been a good alone in the dark game. We'll see. David Harbor wouldn't have just signed on for nothing, right? It's, it's like he's he never done for money. <laughs> He's never done a bad horror adjacent thing, right? Hellboy didn't exist. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Um, next up is is another, I think, Dark Horse. Uh, Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden. This is Don't Nod's game. Uh, very much God of War in terms of its gameplay. I think the story is interesting, where you're a bunch of ghost hunters. Um a couple of ghost hunters, a a literal couple and the wife has died. So she is a ghost and like it's, it's a journey about getting her back to life or possibly ending that relationship or something, but it looks very interesting. And what they've shown so far has impressed me. I don't know if it'll be in competition for game of the year, but I think it could make a couple of other, like maybe performance or story or something like that list. Um, any interest in this from you guys? Uh, like this relationship kind of reminds me of uh, something similar in League of Legends with uh, two characters named uh, Lucian and uh, Senna. Um, where there's like this creature who can steal souls and he steals Senna's soul and um, Lucian is essentially trying to go after him to free her. And um, that's part of the whole game's lore that eventually she gets free and she becomes a playable champion. I mean, she's not a ghost anymore, but kind of like they had, they're like a married couple and they kind of like, you know, um, work together and stuff like that. But I don't know. It looks kind of interesting. And, uh, I feel like because like the person helping you, like the ghost, like the, I think that the wife 
Um, I think it could make like the story very interesting and like very heartfelt towards the end and whether you know she moves on or she comes back to life or you know maybe he joins her or something you know what I mean maybe like he sacrifices know? himself to bring her back and now he's dead yeah and then it's, it's like then the they're sequel. back and that's the exactly and then it's the same thing but like, <laughs> the characters flipped and then maybe you got different powers or something um yeah pretty interesting yeah um that just recently got a date on November 7th so my trade with uh, Rick paid off um I knew it was going to release did you yeah <laughs> next up is uh super mario rpg which is coming out november 17th it's a remake obviously uh i'm excited for this i think it'll definitely i don't know if it'll be competition for game of the year just because we've said this so many times stiff competition this year um but i think it'll definitely be in contention for game the remake of the year so i'm excited are you getting this or wonder or neither Probably get I'll probably get Super Mario RPG over anything. Whoa! Why don't you get RPG, I'll get Wonder, and then we can trade. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, next up, Chance. What is your yeah, this thoughts? Is the next game. This is the game of the year. Um, Avatar Frontiers <laughs> of Pandora. Um, it, I've been, you know, people, everyone's been saying it looks like uh, Far Cry, but on Pandora. Which, I mean, we like Far Cry. I mean, Pat and I had some very hilarious times playing Far Cry. Um, and, uh, and uh, there's, I mean, yeah, it can be a little repetitive. Um, I mean, I think the world of Pandora can be really beautiful, and we'll see what it looks like. The story seems kind of generic or what, what, not, what have you. You're like a, a Far a Cry stories kid. are always generic. Like yeah, that. you're like a Navi kid that gets cryos you go into cryo sleep they wake you up and try to use you as a bad guy and then you break away and then you fight against them that's pretty much what the story sounds like so far but um i'm excited i just want to see more of it i don't think it's going to be game of the year obviously but we'll what, have to see what they're missing from that far cry element is a really interesting bad guy like how have you not leaned into that especially in the world of Pandora. We haven't really seen any of the Navi painted in a antagonist light. That would have been a really interesting angle. Like have a. Yeah. Like an aggressive Navi tribe. Have a Navi Hitler. Okay. I don't know if you go that far. That's kind of far. Going to kill all the green Navi. (laughs) But, um, I think that's going to happen, whether it's in the movies or it might happen in the game, right? I mean, we don't really know. This is um, canon, I thought, right? That's like James. Yeah, Pratt, I mean, Cameron. who's to say you might want you might not run into uh, Jake Sully and his family and whatever. You know, what I mean, if you explore the world of Pandora, you might run into them. Um, and there might be antagonist Navi, other you know, what I mean, actual native Navi, and not just like soldiers and and Navi bodies. Um, avatars is what they call those avatars yeah that's the whole uh <laughs> name of the entire franchise um but uh yeah i don't know i'm excited but it's not gonna be game of the year yeah probably not um we'll go through these kind of quickly uh these are games that are possibly 2023 they have that window but they have not been confirmed so call of duty 2023 this has been leaked to be modern warfare 3 in october uh, it's surprising that they haven't announced this yet because they've usually they would have usually announced the new Call of Duty by now, right? Or am I crazy? I feel like it's well, always around. Probably held up because of the court case. So. 
probably. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll be game of the year. Or even in contention nope. for game of the year this year. Yeah, Call of Duty isn't like, they're not for that. They don't no. really try to go for that kind of prestige. Um, Gumbrella? Ah, this... prestige. <laughs> Sorry. Gunbrella, this is a really interesting indie uh, kind of platformer where you have a umbrella that is both an umbrella and a gun. And it looked really interesting in the trailer. I have this on my uh, fantasy critic list. Um, I think it could have been a really interesting, if it comes out this year, I think it could be in competition for indie game of the year, but not probably not game of the year. Uh, Helldivers 2, does anyone care about Helldivers 2? No, uh, it reminded me of that one movie. Uh, what was that movie? Starship uh, Troopers. Event Horizon. Yeah, Starship Troopers. It kind of gave me that vibe. Like, whoa, Starship Troopers, the game. Which I think, are they actually making a game for that? I think they're actually making a game for that. Who knows? Um, Hollow Knight Silk Song. If this game does come out, I think it, better it could fucking be. Come out. I think it could be in competition <laughs> for game of the year. Uh, it's not yeah. coming out. <laughs> they said it would. I hope it comes out because. It'll give chance points, which I don't think he's a rival for my first place spot, but then it'll knock Zach down in points. And he, By I don't like think he's a rival. Points. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't think he's a rival for me either at this point, but who knows? Uh, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. This game is probably not going to come out this year because uh, the war in Ukraine, but Putin. It's, it's a good reason. It's one of the acceptable list of, of, of reasons that we as gamers will say, okay, fine. That's I'm fine with a delay for that. But anything else? No. Um, Sonic Superstars. Chance, you were you seemed kind of interested in this? Apparently enough to draft it. Um well I didn't draft it, but to the to pick it up in fantasy. Um yeah, I mean it just kind of looks like a couch co-op multiplayer Sonic game. Kind of like somewhat similar to like you know, like a lesser version of Star or Star Wars, uh, Super Mario Wonders or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, kind of where it's like you know, Sonic but with a twist and more to it, and visually enhanced or whatever, and um, with more eye candy and stuff like that, and playable characters. And I think it would, I would hope it would do well because typically the Sonic games that do very, very well are the ones that are more like retro and the games you know that typically Sonic are, are known for. So. Um, I'm hoping this game does very well. Next up on the list is the Plucky Squire, which looks phenomenal in, in like, I don't know if this has a confirmed date yet. I think they have said 2023, but, um, yeah. it's the one where it's like link between worlds. You're on the 2d page. They have a bunch of gameplay mechanics in the 2d dimension. And then you pop out of the book and now you're exploring this, like almost, yeah. uh, Toy Story-esque. Yeah, if you played like Tiny Kin, it's very akin to that, where you're kind of small in this huge world and you're kind of just exploring and they have yeah. even more game mechanics in, in the, yeah. the 3D world. So I'm very interested in playing this whenever this does come out. Um, could this be on our game of the year list? I think if it does the, the transition... <laughs> yeah, if it does the transitions between the, the 2D and the 3D really well, I think that's something unique enough that will set it apart that it could be. Um, Talos Principle 2, does anyone really care about that? Exactly. Um, possibly. Uh, and then Tekken 8. 
this is another fighting game. It seems like a lot of the fighting games are coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, this is the only one that has not planted its flag with a date yet. Uh, I think that is coming. I have this on my list. So um, I could see this coming around November and then each of the fighting games kind of has their own quarter of the year because 2023 is apparently the fighting game year. I think uh, we're just missing Soul Calibur. Virtual Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if you had to pick five games that you think will be on the game of the year list at the end of the year, out of all the ones we went through, the the ones that have released already and the ones that are going to be Why don't releasing. we just say the ones that we want? Because I feel like all of our lists are going to be probably the same. I don't think they will. All right, then okay. go, Chance. Go ahead. Uh... Okay, I'm gonna say, uh, um, well, I guess my last games I played Final Fantasy. Um, I'm hoping, uh, Arnold, uh, Armored Core. Um, what else? Uh, um, Avatar? No. Um, Starfield. Yeah, Octopath, um, and uh, Starfield. Yeah, Starfield. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that one, but because it's not in the it's not in the top released one yet. Uh, and then probably the last one I'd probably do is just um, you I say guess I'll just say uh, Boulder's Gate. Hmm. Rick, I would say right now, gun to my head. Let's go. Hi-Fi Rush, um, Starfield, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and 4 remake. My hopes for Baldur's Gate 3 there. Um, Zay, why don't you go? Go Dead Eye Survivor, Starfield, Diablo 4, um, Super Mario Wonder. And probably Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know yet. I haven't played it, but I might switch Wonder and Tears of the Kingdom, but that's probably mine. Yeah, I'll go Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, Alan Wake 2, uh, Super Mario Wonder, and for my last slots, did I already say Starfield? Yeah. Yeah. That was like the okay. first thing you said. Okay. And uh, for the last one, I'll go. Funky Squire. Yeah, it could Plunky. be. Go Plunker. I'll go Plucky Squire. Plucky. No, Hi Fi Rush. What the fuck am I? Th- Hi Fi Rush. <laughs> God damn. Well, no, you haven't played Plunky Squire yet. That'll change your mind. No, no right now. Back. Right now, Hi Fi Rush. Yeah. So. Okay. But yeah, I think it'll be a very interesting list. And I think some games may make it on our list just based on, oh, like, oh, my last game is like, oh, Hi-Fi Rush and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how people vote. But this year is definitely the most competition I think we've had because 2020, 2021, I feel like all of our lists were pretty much the same and like the same five games got nominated in this we have just so many options so 
Game Awards this year is gonna be crazy. Yeah. The show. <laughs> so. Especially right, with everything cool. coming out in 2024, it's gonna be insane. Yeah. We'll keep up the momentum going, but Subpar subtitles. Wow. <laughs> anyway, subpar subtitles is a game we like to end the podcast with where we basically take the principle that game developers like naming their games with franchise colon subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I basically take a fake subtitle, intermix it with a bunch of real ones, and it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. Um, We've been keeping track of the score all year. Uh, Current scores are three for Zach, 12 for Rick and zero for chance. So Zabe, you have a chance to get on the board here and hopefully <laughs> get some points, which chance has not been able to do so far. So who knows, but are you guys ready? Yes. All right. Dead zone survival. The new droid army. Titans. In Plain Sight, and Black Monday. I'll repeat those again for those of you listening at home. Dead Zone Survival, The New Droid Army, Titans, In Plain Sight, and Black Monday. Zabe, since you are our guest, why don't you go first? Black Monday. Black Monday for Zabe. Rick. I'm going to go B. B, the new droid army. Chance? Those are my two things. Uh, or the other ones? There's one. still options. <laughs> it's not one and done. <laughs> uh, what was the third a... one? Third one is Titans. Sure, I'll do that one. All right, Titans for Chance. So now time for the twist so you guys have the option to either keep your answers you will get three points if it is correct or you can choose to say all real or all fake and you'll get double the points if that's correct so six total so chance what do you decide um i'm just gonna keep my answer chance is keeping rick i'm gonna go all fake but uh i'm gonna stick with my answer is he going to do that twice in a row? Rick is keeping as well. Zabe? I got nothing to lose. I'm going all real. Zabe is nice. going all real. Nice. All right. So I love it. The Last Hope. Dead Zone Survival. Real game. Star Wars. The New Droid Army. This is a 3D or not a, a 2DS <laughs> game, I think. Uh, but it is a real game. <laughs> <clears throat> Planetary Annihilation Titans. Real game. In in plain sight, not a real game. (laughs) God damn it. The getaway, Black Monday, real game. So nobody gets points. Scores stay the same, but we can just lie and say you guys all got six. So Zach's in the more of a hole. (laughs) I like it. But anyway. Zabe is now beating Zach. He'll never listen to this. (laughs) That's true. He never will. Uh Thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns, or talk about how Zach is 
touring with Shania Twain or following Shania Twain. While uh, eating peanut butter sandwiches. While eating peanut butter sandwiches at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media. On Twitter, we are at TUGPOD. On Instagram, we are at TUG underscore POD. On Reddit, we are at r slash tugpod. And on Facebook, we're the Untitled Gaming Podcast. I think Zach may have made a threads. I'm not sure I'm if probably. that's just tugpod or not. I don't know. Also check us out on Twitch. We're obviously twitch.tv slash tugpod. Uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star review for every other podcast. Oh yeah, I got my own pickleball paddle. Going through a little pickleball phase happens to the best of us you'll grow out of it one day there's some pretty old guys out there at the pickleball <laughs> patch near my area that's what it is right a pickleball patch i'm assuming or a jar it would be like a cucumber jar. if it was cucumber ball it'd be a patch but i like jar that's a big deal <laughs> it's all kosher right Bread and butter. I don't know. I think we're done with pickle buns.